With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, hey, welcome back, Hawkeye fans. It's Rob Howe with Hawkeye Nation. Um, with the pro the excuse me, the prospect podcast. That's not easy to say quickly. Um I had the um the, the drive to do a lot more of these earlier, and I spoke with Texas quarterback Deuce Hogan back in September, and then the football season kind of cranked up. I haven't had a chance to do any of these since then. So I'm glad we're getting back on the horse with this. Cause I, it, we got a lot of, we received a lot of positive feedback on the first podcast with deuce. And I am happy to welcome in class of 2020 defensive end from Wisconsin, Michael Lois. Um, I said that right. Didn't I? It's Lois. Everyone Lois. says it like Lois okay. though. It's okay. <laughs> See, a lot of times, Michael, I wait till you guys get here, and then the university does a really nice job of, on the roster page, putting a, a audio up of each guy's name, and yeah. it makes it much easier. So, Lois, is yep. that correct? Yep. Lois, okay. Michael Lois, Hawkeye fans, for, you know, for until he gets here and is on the roster page, uh, you now know. Um, but... I digress, and we move on. Michael, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great, and I appreciate you doing this with us. Um, I think this will be entertaining for Hawkeye fans. Um, I guess first kind of update where you're at just from a physical standpoint, and then we'll kind of go back on on the injury you sustained and for, the, for the people that don't know uh, the backstory there. So I've made like a lot of progress um, since the accident. I've been like back to doing my normal my normal work, which is like construction, building wall frames and weightlifting. My doctor recently cleared me to play non-contact sports like baseball, soccer, basketball. And uh, this spring I'm going to be playing baseball to wrap up the senior year. But yeah, I mean, I feel like nothing even happened. I feel back to normal and I mean, once in a while, I'll get a little sore, like my neck will, but that's usually after long days work or if I wake up in the morning, might be a little sore. Gotcha. So let's kind of go back to, it was what, the summer of 2018? Is that correct? The end of the summer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, um, swimming pool accident. Why don't you as best as you can and best as you remember, kind of paint the picture for people of, of what the accident was and, and the injuries you sustained. So it was a Sunday. Um, I was at a friend's house and we were watching the Packer game and it was like kind of hot that day. So we were going to go swim in their pool. And uh, 
I had this great idea to move a trampoline over to the side of the pool and then like we'd take turns jumping from it. And we had like one of those pool floaties that you like lay on just to bathe in the sun and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we would hold that to use to like land on to jump on. So you wouldn't like smack the water. So on like this was like the third jump I did. So on the third jump, I like jumped from the trampoline into the pool and then my friend like pulled the pool man on me. Like just being funny, didn't think I was gonna get hurt or anything. And uh, that's when I went right to the bottom and then hit my head. And then from that point, I was, like, yelling for help because I was, like, bobbing in and out because my left side was paralyzed, like, instantly. So I was yelling for help. Then they came and, like, kind of scooped me up out of the water. And they were like, hey, what's wrong? And I was like, I think I broke my neck. Like, I don't feel right. I can't really move my left leg and arm. And then they got me to the side of the pool and then kind of lifted me out. And then I laid back in one of those, uh, like those zero degree chairs that you can lay in yeah. and then I'm sitting there and then like my whole body went paralyzed and then like my parents came and then they called the ambulance and then they took me to the closest trauma center, which was Mount summit in Wisconsin. And then they took a couple of pictures and then they shipped me out of there to children's in Milwaukee. And that's where I had my surgery. So I broke C five to seven vertebrae which needed fusion, and then, so I have two rods in the back and then a plate in the front, and then I had to have a halo to, like, reset my spine to get it all straightened out. Yeah, that just sounds um, uh, amazingly shocking to, to go through, and, and I, it's, it's great that you've been able to bounce back as you have. And you're from Elkhorn, Wisconsin, how far is that from Milwaukee? How far was that that whole deal where you had to go from your town to uh, up to Milwaukee? Uh, it took a little bit. I'd probably say like 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, time was going by really, really slow for me at that point. But usually, depending on how traffic is, like 45 minutes to an hour. And how long did this happen after you had committed to Iowa? I committed on September 1st. And it, the accident happened on September 16th, I think. Wow. So, like, um, not even two weeks later. Wow. Um, what was the first that you had heard from the Iowa coaches after that? Obviously, you were probably out of it a little bit. Oh, well, I texted Tim, like, a couple days later and kind of said, like, hey, please don't take away the scholarship. I was, like, all meted up, so I wasn't, like – I was out of it a little. So mm-hmm. I like texted him all this and like saying, Hey, please don't take away the scholarship. I worked super hard in physical therapy today and just thanks for like everything and always supporting me. Just uh, like, please don't take away the scholarship. And then he just said, uh, I think it was like, don't worry about it. Just take care of you. And then like, I got like letters throughout my tr- trip to the hospital and like they were super supportive and text and calls which was really nice knowing that i didn't have to worry about like losing the scholarship or not going to iowa because that's like that would have been a real blow going through this accident and then iowa backing out which i'm so thankful i committed to iowa because if i would have committed to any other school i would have just been another number and they would have just sent me to the curb and said well sorry but you're kind of done but I just think it's there's a really good connection. Like, what a coincidence! I go to Children's Hospital in Milwaukee, and then 
the yeah. Iowa Hawkeyes do so much for the children's down there. It just makes me appreciate it. And then knowing, like, I've been on both sides, like, knowing what those kids go through and then, like, being an Iowa future football player, like, makes me appreciate the wave a little more, knowing yeah. what those kids go through. Like, I didn't go through yeah. nearly as much as some of those kids do, but gave me a little taste. Yeah, that's it's interesting how life has uh, twists and turns like that, and how you kind of you never know what you're going to be dealt. Um, it probably makes you stronger. Do you feel like you're, you know, you've come out of this on the other side stronger and kind of more appreciative of what you have? Yeah, definitely. It made me like want to succeed and work hard and bounce back from this, and then like getting the scholarship to Iowa was hard the first time, like all the hard work I put in, but now I just got to do it all again and just keep working hard and getting better and appreciate every day we get because like a split second like that could have changed my life. I mean, I could have been in a wheelchair or dead, but it just makes me appreciate every day a little more. How unnerving or, or you know, stressful what that had to be really stressful to go through that and or did you know right away that you were going to be able to recover or was there a period there where you you know i'm sure until you at least until you got to the hospital where you you know you had lost feeling on your left side that you had to been that had to be freaking you out yeah i mean i was just trying to stay calm and just like relax and not freak out i mean i knew i was in good hands at children's but yeah, it was a little scary. I just kept my faith in God and knew he was going to take care of me and just try to stay relaxed. I don't know if you've asked this or they've told you, but and, and I think we know because both of us are uh, familiar with the culture at Iowa, but did they say why they stuck with you and why they felt like they, they, they you know, wanted to, to honor that scholarship? Um, they never really said why. And I just, I'm really thankful. It's, it's definitely a blessing. I mean, still, if I can or can't play, I still get the scholarship, but I'm just really thankful. Why do you think though, if they haven't, if you haven't asked and they haven't mentioned it, why, why do you think that Iowa is the school that would do something like that? Well, if I couldn't play, maybe I could become a coach or like a recruiter and maybe work under coach bell's wing and if i was a coach what greater story would it be than me being a recruiter and talking to like a recruiter and its parents and telling my story <laughs> like hey i broke my neck and i was still stuck with me and gave me the scholarship i mean we fell in love with iowa so early and just the first visit like it just had a special feeling and a place in my heart like i didn't even want to look anywhere else or think about another school after I committed to Iowa, I told my coach, like, I don't care who comes or, like, if you get any letters, just throw them away. Like, I'm going to stay loyal to Iowa. Like, that's my school. And every letter I get, I would just rip it in half and throw it away. I, <laughs> I wouldn't even open it. And then kids in class would just look at me like, Michael, why would you do that? It's like, you guys wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, what... 
I guess what's the prognosis or what are the, the chances that you can play? What's, what's the next step, I guess? You've been cleared for non-contact. What has to happen for you to be cleared for contact? Is that a possibility? What are the possibilities of that? So I'm going to have to meet with Iowa's medical team so they can get a look. I know they have, like, my pictures of the surgery and then, like, the paperwork that what the doctors all did. But they just want to take a look at me. I'll probably have to do some, like, tests, some, like, physical tests just to see where I'm at. But, like, it's, it's like I don't even know yet because I still have to go down there and meet with them. Like, we'll know more in the future. But Gotcha. Um, have you kind of reconciled with yourself that it, you may not be able to play? Have you come kind of come to terms with that, that it, it may be out of your hands? Yeah. I mean, I sat this year out. It was a little hard, like, Friday nights, but uh, just – still being like able to walk out onto the field and do the coin toss. It still made me appreciate where I was at and where I came from, like being, having my whole body paralyzed and then being able to walk now, it just makes me appreciate it. And if I can't play, then I'll just find some other way to be a good influence to Iowa or do something good there. What are you going to study when you get to college? Do you know yet? I was thinking about sports coaching or like business or criminal justice. I just kind of mm-hmm. want to see, like learn more about the programs and see what interests me more. Gotcha. How much has the, the, your fellow uh, recruits in this class, how, how much has that helped you just to have those relationships and, and how strong are those relationships in this 2020 class? I think you have, you guys have 22 or 23 guys I've, I've lost count but i know it's in the low 20s yeah i mean it's definitely a fun group we had a blast at the official visit and we got a group chat so we all keep in touch and it's definitely a fun group i couldn't ask for a better group of guys and they're fun and funny and we just all get along good there's no like drama or clicks we just it's a fun group i'm looking forward to it what was it about iowa Michael, I mean, you talked about ripping up letters from other schools and stuff like that and and knowing that when, you know, you were sure when you committed that that was the place for you. Why, why, was you, why were your feelings so strong, do you think? Just like sitting in Coach Bell's office when he told us, like, hey, we're not going to sugarcoat anything and just like how professional they were and just good people. Like when I toured Wisconsin, like I didn't feel that there. Like Iowa gave me a different feeling from any – other coach I talked to, or it was just special. Like it just felt right. So what are you able to do? I know you said you can't do, do, uh, you know, you can't participate in contact sports. Other than that, are you physically, um, you know, capable of doing everything else? You know, you said you were going to play baseball. Um, what's your, what's your, I guess, training or workouts? What are they like? So, like I can bench press and do all that. I've kind of steered away from squats. I've just been doing front squats. So it's on my chest and not all that pressure on my neck just to play mm-hmm. it safe. But like I've been doing fine, like nothing hurts and just been doing a lot of neck exercises to get a lot of muscle back and protect that up there. But like I've been doing all the regular stuff like sprints and everything like that. I don't really have any limitations when I graduated physical therapy for my neck, like I had 
almost full range of mobility. Like I was like, I even shocked the physical therapist of how good I did and where I came from. What was the rehab? Like, was it hard? Yeah, it just started out slow and just like progressively worked into like the next stuff because I had like a leg problem and a finger problem after the accident. So we just kind of worked with that. And then I, cause I was still in the neck brace at that time. So we couldn't do much with my neck. Mm. So we just worked on those. And then after I got out of the neck brace, we started working more on like neck strength and range of motion and mobility. And how long was that? What was that? How long was that process to the where you to the point where you got cleared um, from your neck? Uh, I'd probably say like five or six months. Wow. What got you through it, do you think? Just never giving up because like before all the football stuff, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. And ever since like the fourth grade, I saw Bud's class 234, which was like Navy SEAL training. And like ever since then, Mm -hmm. I've been obsessed. And then (laughs) Marcus Luttrell's story, he was uh, the lone survivor in a mission against the Taliban in Afghanistan. And then four of his teammates, including him, he was the only survivor. The rest of them got killed. And he had to, he was paralyzed from the waist down because they had to jump off mountains to get away from the Taliban because there was, like, no place to go. And he got paralyzed and crawled for seven miles to, like, a nearby village. And then they kind of took him and protected him. So just hearing that, like, I didn't even go through half of what he did. And I'm not going to complain or feel sorry for myself. I'm just going to get through it and see what happens. You got a really positive outlook on all this stuff, considering what you've been through. Does that come from your family? Yeah, definitely. My parents just raised me to never quit and just kind of get through it and it'll be okay. Just keep your faith in God and just stay mentally strong. Definitely get that gene from my dad. What's, uh, What's your hometown like? Is it is it a, a, a bigger town? I don't know much about it. Tell us kind of what, what uh, growing up in Elkhorn is like. It's a smaller town. I mean, I think our population's like 11,000 now. Um, it's like 15 minutes away from Lake Geneva, which is a good summer spot. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of hunting, farming, fishing. That's mostly what we do up here. Um, what, um, what, what uh, I would imagine you're looking forward to that baseball experience. Cause I think at least from athletes that I've talked to before, the hardest part with injuries is just being away from that team environment that just being with the guys being with, you know, in the locker room, how, how much are you looking forward to that and getting back into that environment again? I really miss like the competitiveness, like on the yeah. sidelines during football season. It was just such a tease. Like, but last year I used to play, and then this year I just was standing there, and just it just kind of was a low blow, I'd say. But um, I'm just really looking forward to doing something, like, something again. Did you get? I mean, what was your what was your role on your high school team this year? Did you did you help some of the younger players? Did you try to, you know, influence guys that way? Yeah, I mean, I still went to practice every single day and just kind of 
watched and like looked at the drills and I led warmups before every game and just kind of played the coach role and supported everyone and just kind of picked up things I saw others doing and just try to help them with that. I had some questions written down when I, when I got towards the end of the podcast with Deuce and I have no idea what I did with those because it was several months ago now. But I wanted the, you know, the the Hawkeye fans and the listeners to kind of get a little bit, get to know him a little bit, you know, away from, you know, just being a football player or an athlete. Um, and so I'm going to try to go off memory here. And you you talked about, you know, in your community, the the things that you like to do away from sports or, or the things that are available to you away from sports, the hunting and fishing. Is that what you're into to get away from things or just kind of relax and, and, and wind down? Is that kind of what you like to do? Yeah, definitely the hunting. So to all the Iowa fans out there when I'm there next year, if <laughs> you can hook me up with a spot to hunt. That'd be greatly appreciated. What do you hunt? What do you like to hunt? What's your favorite uh, your favorite game? Deer. Definitely deer. Just the adrenaline when you finally see one and then get it in the scope. It's such a rush. That's cool because I'm going to have you come into my neighborhood because I've got deer all over. I live on the east side of Iowa City. And they just, they have no, they're, they're just no sense at all. They just walk right into the road. I mean, we see them here, like, just, I don't know if it's like this up where you guys are, but it just, they walk, like, right down the street. I, I mean, I see them sometimes just on my walks around here, like, in town. Well, that sounds pretty easy. We'll just sit on your porch <laughs> and then just wait for one to come. I am, I'm all for that because I'm always paranoid of hitting deer. Get the um, grill going and have some venison steaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that would be fresh. Um, just kind of what else are you into? You into movies, books? Um, what do you like to do other than than the hunting aspect of your life? I do a little reading. Uh, definitely movies. Hanging out with my friends. Uh, we got a boat that we take to the local lakes around here. And then uh, I like going to the shooting range. So if there's a good shooting range down there, you guys got to hook me up too. And then uh, riding a little bit of dirt bikes, which with my neck thing, it's probably not the greatest idea, but we just ride like trails and stuff. So it's nothing too serious. What kind of music do you listen to? Rock, rap, a little bit of country, mostly everything. And what kind of what kind of books or, or what what type of reading do you like? Is there a type of genre that uh, interests you? Uh, the Navy SEAL books. That's all I got on my shelf. In the military. <laughs> when did you get in? When did you start getting into that? What what age were you when you started to get into you know the Navy SEALs and and kind of their stories? Fourth grade. Instead of doing my schoolwork on my Chromebook, I was <laughs> watching YouTube, and then this video popped up about Navy SEAL training, and then. Ever since then, like, it just kind of clicked. Like, it just sounded so interesting and, like, like so badass. Like, it was just <laughs> cool to me. Like, you know, what I, you know what just popped into my head, too, is, I don't know if you remember Austin Blythe. He played offensive line here. He's with the Rams now. Um, but he's local. He, he's from Williamsburg, which is about 30 miles west of iowa city he actually has a hunting club in the area so i think that probably would work out great for you 
Yeah, that, that definitely would. I'll have to get Legacy, on that. Legacy Acres Hunting Club, and I had him on my radio show, uh, a radio show that I do up in Cedar Rapids, and he was talking about that, and he's looking for um, – I know the the Paulsons have gone out there and uh, and hunted, so you're definitely coming to the right area. We've got a lot of outdoor stuff here too, so um, that should work out well for you. I remember uh... – Amir Smith Marset at one of the player panels from one of the visits. He was like, <laughs> "Yeah, the guys around here hunt. They actually kill stuff." <laughs> Amir is great. I mean, he is so he is so down to earth and so uh, observant of things like that too. I I, I love. It. I remember. Uh, I think when he first got here, because he uh, you probably know this, but he went to the same high school as Akram Wadley. And when he first got here in the summer, you know, they had workouts and stuff like that. But Akram wanted, you know, they're they're from the Newark area, northern New Jersey, which is concrete jungle. So Akram took he and and another player and and whoever it was escapes me right now. But they went out just on dirt roads back here amongst like when the corn was really high and just ran on dirt roads here and and tried to get a mirror acclimated to this area as quickly as possible. So that probably helped him. Yeah, a little bit of different scenery. <laughs> I think that's one of the coolest things about, um, you know, this was my 23rd season covering Iowa football. So I've watched, seen so many guys come through here from all walks of life and all parts of the country. And it's just, it's neat sometimes to see how you guys get here and kind of bond with people that are from different areas and from different walks of life and, and uh, really just kind of broaden your horizons. So hopefully um, you enjoy those experiences too when you get here. Yeah. And no matter what happens, uh, like player can't play. I mean, I'll always be an Iowa fan and it'll always have a special place in my heart. Have you... You know, when you went through this stuff, did you get kind of a, a pulse of the Iowa fan base? I'm sure social media wise and, and people reaching out to you, wishing you the best. Yeah, that's why, like, it just helped me recover, too, because everyone was so supportive and just nice about the situation and trying to help me through it. And I remember getting one of Kirk's letters one day and I just started crying, like in the hospital. I'll just blame it on the meds, but it just like hit home. <laughs> but just like meant so much that they're still going to support me and honor the scholarship. Do you know when, when you're going to going to report? Is it, I know guys usually come in in June. Are you, is that kind of when you're targeting? Yeah. June, I think is when most of us are going down. And just for people that are listening and are Iowa residents, we play the ba- we play high school baseball here in the summer. You guys play in the in the spring, right? In Wisconsin, what what's your when does your baseball season start and end? Yeah, spring. Right now, it's just like open cages and just batting, so it's like nothing too big. But our season starts in the spring. Okay. What position do you play? Pitcher, PO. <laughs> What's your, uh, do you, are you pretty much physically, you know, size-wise where you were before the accident? I lost a little bit of muscle. Um, the last time I weighed myself, I was like 250, okay. 251. So I lost a little bit. Cool. 
Well, Michael, um, I, again, I really appreciate, appreciate you doing this with me. I think this was awesome. And I think, uh, the fans are going to like hearing what you had to st- say in your story. Um, so I wish you the best here and, and have a, a, a great holiday season and, uh, um, you know, enjoy the getting back on the field of play and, and that competition again. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be, uh, I'm sure you'll really enjoy that. So I'm glad to hear that's happening for you. So thanks again for joining us on the, uh, the prospect pod and, uh, look forward to, to covering you when you get to Iowa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And, uh, thanks to all the Hawkeye fans out there. You guys are great. And I couldn't ask for a better Hawkeye family. We love you all, and you guys are just the best fans out there. There's no one else like you guys, so thank you. Here, here, well said. And we will be back with uh, another uh, prospect podcast. I uh, haven't gotten or haven't come up with a, uh, a victim yet for that, but we will get somebody on here. Maybe I'll ask Michael and Deuce who who would be willing to, to be my next victim um, when I close the pod. And we'll try to make this so it's not every couple months. We'll try to do these every couple weeks now that we're getting getting closer to signing day and, and get you guys familiarized with uh, the newest batch of Hawkeyes.